It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. Once upon a time, long before The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and The Colbert Report, there was a show called Politically Incorrect on Comedy Central and later ABC that brought a fresher, smarter, edgier sensibility to the comedy talk show format on television and blazed a trail for the aforementioned political satire programs like The Daily Show. The host who established that template, that benchmark, if you will, is my guest, Bill Maher, who's been hosting Real Time with Bill Maher for 13 years on HBO. Bill Maher started his career as a stand-up comedian and still performs at least 50 dates a year, and he'll be in Pittsburgh on Friday, July 8th at Heinz Hall. He joins us now by phone from Los Angeles. Bill Maher, welcome to Essential Pittsburgh. Hey, Paul. How you doing today? Good, thank you. Did you think when you began Politically Incorrect some 23 years ago, pushing the boundaries of where funny political talk can go on television, that you were creating something that, while funny and entertaining, would be the way that a large percentage of Americans would get their news and formulate their opinions? Well, I sure didn't uh, believe the critics who all said the last thing you could ever put on TV was a show about politics. Things have changed. In the in that period, this was 1993, politics was absolutely the most toxic topic uh, for entertainment. Uh, people were very disillusioned. I guess they still are to a degree. But we, sh- we sure have found ways to laugh at it and sort of lighten the burden in that way. But yeah, everybody said, you're crazy uh, to do a show, <laughs> try to be entertaining about politics and especially crazy, to express your own opinions, because the the template uh, for talk shows, of course, had always been guys like Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, even David Letterman. You never knew who they voted for. They kept it straight down the middle. And I thought, well, you know what? I bet you people can still like you, even if they don't agree with everything you say. And are there things that you had patience for when you started doing this that you no longer have patience for now? (laughs) Patience is not something I was born with (laughs) in a great supply to begin with, and it's only gotten worse over the years. Uh, I've never had patience for any sort of stupidity, and politics is full of stupidity. So that's actually good, because uh, as an Irishman, you know, we only get funnier when we get angrier um, <laughs> or or scarier. Uh, so I think when things get my dander up, that's a good thing. And there's a lot to uh, get my dander up lately. I guess there always is, but it just seems like it gets worse. I mean, I hate to <clears throat> pile on the Republicans, but for crying, crying out loud, they only do get worse all the time. I was a child when Nixon was the president. And I remember the adults talking about Nixon like, this is as bad as it could ever get. Well, please, Ronald Reagan did far more damage to the country, I think, than Nixon ever did. And then W. Bush, and then Palin, and then Cruz, and now Trump. It's like the evolutionary chart in reverse. (laughs) Not that they believe in the evolutionary chart. Uh, But yeah, it just seems to get better for comedians. Well, since you started doing real time with Bill Maher, or for that matter, politically incorrect, has there ever been a year like this one with Donald Trump dominating the political discourse? No, absolutely. I think everybody who observes politics has agreed on that, at least, that we've never seen anything like this. Certainly not the amount of of domination. Every week I think, boy, it would be great for one week not to have to talk about Donald Trump, and you just can't do it. Uh, He's just 
that ubiquitous, and he's that crazy. Uh, you can't even almost remember the thing he did only a week ago that was going to be the deal breaker. I was, I guess a lot of people were saying this almost a year ago. Uh, every week we'd go, this has got to be the thing, right? Right, everybody? This, this has got to be the thing that, 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 that crashes his campaign. I mean, you can't say that John McCain is not a war hero. You can't say Carly Fiorina is ugly. Uh, you can't say that Megyn Kelly uh, is having her period. You can't make fun of a guy with cerebral palsy. I mean, what does this guy have to do? Fart in Jesus' face? I, 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 I just don't know what the thing is. Now, he's had a bad couple of weeks uh what with the mexican uh, mexican-american judge and then uh, his horrible behavior after the orlando shootings but i saw the poll today he's even with hillary in ohio i don't know how you kill this monster well i mean but there are things going on now uh this week you know you have the bad poll numbers the lack of money he's fired his campaign right. manager so I, I you know I, the the question i have written for you here bill is are we seeing donald trump's campaign imploding i <laughs> i'm always praying for that i i think that each week and then each week like a phoenix he seems to rise i i don't know uh the money thing is really interesting because We've never seen a campaign where one side didn't play. Hillary's already up on the air with millions and millions of dollars worth of ads. Donald Trump, just watching, just auditing, passed. Now, this is either insane uh, by standard political thought, or maybe it's brilliant, because people don't like to be manipulated. And I might remind you that Jeb Bush, in the primary campaign, uh, spent over $100 million and got bupkis for it. So maybe money is overrated. I don't know. The interesting part is going to be when we find out that Donald Trump is not a billionaire. He's actually an unemployed actor from Queens who makes $14,000 a year. He's just playing that part. I don't think he has any money. He keeps saying, I could fund it myself. Well, then do it. <laughs> Why don't you do it if you could fund it yourself? Yeah, I, I, he won't release the tax returns. And, of course, since his whole thing is about, I'm rich, and, of course, rich means brilliant. This is America. Brilliant equal rich. Got it? Okay. So if you take away rich, and if you take away, I'm a winner, if he's not up in the polls, then he really doesn't have anything, because a con man depends on that con. What do you make of Trump's media blacklist, which includes the Washington Post, the the Des Moines Register, yeah. the Huffington Post, among oh, others. Sure. Is he channeling Nixon? Uh, how would you characterize it? Nixon? He's channeling Pinochet. <laughs> <laughs> Nixon never tried to do any of that stuff. I mean, Nixon had his tussles with the press, as all presidents do. But please, this is very third world. This is so banana republic to say, I mean... A big talking point on the right these days is that Obama threw three uh, uh, papers off his campaign plane. Yeah, that's true. You can throw them off the plane. That's private. You can say, you know what, I'm not going to give you a free ride on my plane anymore. But Obama never tried to stop them from coming to public events. That's what Trump is trying to do, to try to disappear them. Yes, this is just one step from him wearing the military fatigues with the epaulettes and standing on the balcony giving speeches. On on Monday, the Senate rejected 
four gun control measures in a series of votes right. inspired by the Orlando shooting massacre. I think many of our listeners would like to know if you have a plan. How, how do you think that we can end the Orlandos and the new towns? We can't. You know, for people who don't want to accept that there is nothing after we stop breathing, we have religion. And for people who don't want to accept that there's nothing we can do about crazy people uh, getting guns and using them, um, we have politicians who are constantly feeding us this lie that we can do something about this. I mean, let's be real. There is pretty much nothing we can do uh, about this situation. They are not going to go around and confiscate the 300 million guns that are already in America. America loves guns too much. Uh, the problem I keep saying with guns in this country is not that they're so uh, available. It's also the attitude about guns, that people have this idea that guns are awesome, that they're a problem solver. They're the ultimate problem solver. Um, People are, are sick about guns. Now, I have a gun. I'm just not a gun lover. I have it as a last resort. I compare it to antibiotics. I don't love my antibiotics. I don't polish my amoxicillin and take pictures with my Cipro and take them on dates like these guys do to Chipotle with their assault rifle. I call them amosexuals. It's sick. I, I saw uh, an article last year that said, <laughs> this is true, you know, they keep a registry of baby names every year. And in the last five years, people have been naming babies things like a gunner, trigger, magnum, shooter, pistol, you know, gun names for their children. Well, come on, liberals don't do this. Liberals don't name their kids Prius and Juicer and Kale, you know. This is where the problem has to be addressed to begin with, is this fetishizing of guns. But as far as actually stopping something, um, no, that that's just not going to happen. You just have to realize that we this is the world we live in. And uh, the thing that keeps presidents up at night of, of either party is the idea of a Muslim terrorist getting a hold of a nuclear weapon. That's what I'm most worried about. The other stuff, it's horrible, but we're going to have to live with it. The thing that they have to make sure that they prevent is somebody getting a nuke in this country, because you know that these assholes would love to do it. It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. My guest is Bill Maher. He's appearing at Heinz Hall on Friday, July 8th. He's the host of Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO. Bill, some panels on Real Time work spectacularly. Some seem to kind of limp to the finish line. How do you go about <laughs> selecting your three main panelists? Well, yes, it's a it's an in, inaccurate science. Um, you try. Well, you know, all I can tell you is that the difference between this show and the old politically incorrect show was on that show anybody uh, who was breathing and famous could get on the panel, uh, and the whole idea of the show was to sort of. Uh, mix and match people of different intellects. Uh, real time, we try to only book smart people on the panel. Now, sometimes smart people say very dumb things, and sometimes they don't say much at all, and sometimes they say too much. So you're right. Uh, it's 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 hard to, to gauge how it's going to come out. It's a sort of a, a chemistry you're trying to uh, incite all at once, and uh, we love it when it takes off. And Sometimes a train wreck is kind of interesting, too. <laughs> That's the best spin I could put on it. What is the ultimate 
Bill Maher panel in your mind? Oh, it would probably be, you know, three super witty intellectuals. Uh, if I could bring Chris Hitchens back from the grave and put him in there with uh, Salman Rushdie and people like that. Th- those are my kind of people. I also, of course, have a, a special fondness for my kind, i.e. comedians. So uh, I love it when there's a comedian who can uh, handle the panel. Why do you think that President Obama, who has appeared on you know all sorts of unusual questions for interviews, including <laughs> between two ferns and and you know Buzzfeed yeah. and YouTube, yes. but won't appear on your show? No, we no. This is the question that we actually got a petition started and got hundreds of thousands of signatures just asking the White House, okay, either do the show or tell us why you won't. Uh, I don't know, and I may never find the answer to that question. Uh, All I can tell you is that I had uh, breakfast with the president. There was a fundraiser out here with about 20 people about, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Uh, And I sat right next to him for an hour and a half, and, you know, I'm not going to get this answer. All all I know is he's very aware of the request. So uh, that's an accomplishment in itself. But you're right, he's done every possible show he's done everything but dress up as iron man and appear on hollywood boulevard so uh, i i can only ask we unfortunately cannot subpoena guests to appear on our show uh you have said that that uh, originally you were supporting bernie sanders for president and uh, now sure. uh, you're throwing your support to hillary clinton and you know there are a lot of these Bernie Sanders supporters feel the burn folks who have said, I will never vote for Hillary Clinton. But you are saying, you know, you are acquiescing and saying, OK, I'll, 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 I will vote for Hillary. So how did you come to that decision? And what would you say to the folks, the, the Sanders folks who say, I, I won't vote for Hillary? Well, get real and vote for Hillary. Uh, this is this is crazy. Um, you know, uh, Democrats are often no prize, but compared to the Republican choice, especially this year, you know, you don't have to teach them the names of the continents, at least. Uh, This is not like other elections. This is not a Coke versus Pepsi election. This is Coke versus tap water from Flint, okay? Uh, And uh, you want to sulk and stay home? Great. The next two Supreme Court justices will be I don't know, Paula Dean and Joe the Plumber or something. It, it, it's, it's just, you know, I, I, I can't take this from the liberals, these sulking, uninformed people. These are the same ones, by the way, who, who, who often say things like, well, Obama didn't do what he promised he was going to do. And I always say to them, really? Are you sure? Maybe they just didn't cover it on TMZ. Um, no, you got to get out there, and you got to. We only get two choices in this country. That's that's the good and the bad of it. Mostly the bad of it, but that's how we how we do it. We're not a parliamentary democracy. Two choices, and one is always better than the other. Bill Maher is appearing at Heinz Hall on Friday, <laughs> July eighth. Bill, it's been a pleasure visiting with you. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate that.